Hello and welcome to another episode of the Business's Mission podcast. This is Mike Baer, and today I'm actually going to be <laughs> interviewing myself. I want to do a kind of a year end for 2023 and year beginning for 2024 with some general reflections on what the last year or so is, has brought us in the world of business's mission and what I, I think are some of the challenges and opportunities that we'll see in the coming year. So bear with me as I just share my thoughts. So I look back on this past year in particular, and, and really this is, these things have been rising now for a number of years, really since the beginning of the pandemic. But four things stand out to me particularly. One is uh, the increasing global diversity that is existing within the business's mission movement. There, there was a time that it was primarily a, as one friend of mine says, uh, the, the West to the rest kind of a thing. Uh, it seemed very European-focused, very American-focused. And what's been fun to watch, and it's been growing, but also I think growing in its, in its being revealed through the pandemic and the aftermath of seeing that God is actually raising up businesses' mission practitioners in virtually every country on the planet. Uh, every continent, with exception, I suppose, of Antarctica, uh, is going to have, it is having a very real uh, surge in, in businesses' mission operations. These can be small micro-enterprises. They can be something based in the, some of the, the nano-business space uh, through saving circles and so forth. But a lot of them are, are small to mid-sized enterprises, and some are much bigger than that, with investments in the $20,000, dollars $50,000 range on up to several hundred thousand. And these are not being taken by Americans, for example, and going over to another country to start a business. Some of them are, of course, but, but what we're really starting to see is more and more people in their native land, in their nation, uh, taking up the mantle of business's mission and starting or converting businesses into kingdom-focused enterprises. And I find that to be really exciting. The other thing that, that to me is really encouraging about this global diversity is it's not just in the reached nations, it's not just in developed nations, it's in developing nations and unreached people group areas. And even within that, there are those in, for example, Zambia, who Christians who are asking to start businesses to go to the, the other unreached parts of Africa. And you see this in South America, you see this in Southeast Asia, uh, you see this pretty much everywhere in the world uh, where people are beginning to start thinking about using business to go, to leave their somewhat reached area to go to a totally unreached area. I was at a conference recently in the south of India, and the thrust of the, many of the believers that came to this business's mission conference was not, how can I run my business more Christian-like, or how can I grow my business? Uh, it was really, how can I take my business or my, my business mind from the south of India, uh, which is fairly free and open to the gospel, to the north of India, where Christians are openly persecuted and imprisoned. They want to go to where the, the need is. And so when I see this, it, it just screams to me in a wonderful way that BAM is truly a global movement. It, it is not some program that came out of the West. It's not some program that came out of the United States. It is a movement of God that has, has swept the globe and is making huge impact for the gospel. The second thing that I, I'm very encouraged about is the rise of kingdom investors. And there's not just, you know, we've got faith-driven investors, you've got faith-driven entrepreneurs, you've got the Legacy Generational Fund, you've got 
many different groups pulling together to invest, to actually put money into startups and scale-ups around the world as investors, not, not necessarily those who will go overseas to do business, but those who will invest some of their income, some of their portfolio into these businesses, mission companies uh, around the world in, in very needy areas. I'm really excited about the book that Don Simmons published this year called The Kingdom Investor. And to read that book and, and to understand the principles of putting some of your portfolio at risk for the glory of God is not just a sacrifice that you should make. It, it, it's a, it is a global thing to think about and pray about and really seek the Lord about how you should invest. And so I'm seeing that come along and uh, it, it's just, to me, it's, it's fascinating. By the way, I think I misquoted the title of his book. I believe it's The Steward Investor. But it, it's the idea that this is not ours. This is not my money that I get to decide how I'm going to invest. This is God's. And just as I am God's, my money, my portfolio, my investments are really his. And so the question is, Lord, how do you want to deploy your capital that you happen to have, have trusted for me to steward for you? And so I'm excited to see that. And it seems to be concentrating primarily in Africa, but also some in, in Asia. But again, this is a, a, a beginning of a global something. And I love that. The other thing, uh, third thing I, I'm intrigued about when I think about businesses' mission in 2023 is the, the multiplication of incubators and accelerators. A while back, there were very few of them around the world. But now there are many. I was just on the, on the Zoom call this morning with a brother who is leading an incubator that is truly global. They went. They were originally based in Southeast Asia, bringing people in to learn business and businesses' mission in a foreign context, and then be deployed. And now they, because of the pandemic, they actually went virtual and have been able to reach into uh, people going to various nations from their home or people in some of the unreached nations themselves to start kingdom businesses. This great movement of, of organizations and teams that are stepping in this space to help other people become business leaders and business owners for the glory of God. Uh, it's just amazing. I, I think about my friend Hakan Sandberg uh, from Sweden and the Itsidia uh, program. Just That's just one example of a kingdom business incubator. There's another called BAM Connect that is over in Romania, uh, led by some friends of mine there, and this, I, I look at these things rising up, and I just get excited. I, I just feel the the movement moving. <laughs> it's a silly way to say it, but it just, it, it just, you know, as as C.S. Lewis wrote in the Chronicles of Narnia, Aslan is on the move, and I, I, I just see that everywhere. And then the last thing that I look back, and there's so many things I could bring to mind here, um, but I look back at, on this last year, and I see that an, an increase in business as mission degrees and advanced degrees and even PhDs in business as mission, not from a, not from a philosophical perspective, not from a an ac- purely academic perspective, but from a practical perspective and a, a, a getting your hands dirty perspective. I interviewed somebody recently who just got his PhD in entrepreneurial leadership from Liberty University. And that it's because his passion is to make disciples in the business world. And that's what the church should be doing. And so universities and colleges and institutes are, are moving faster and faster to get into this space and bring their wealth of information, their wealth of experience, a wealth of wisdom 
to equip this next generation of men and women who are going to be leading and doing business as mission around the world. Very, very exciting to me. So those are just a few of the things. I, as I say, I, I could I could go on and on and on. Uh, I, I, I do the Business as Mission podcast, of course, and I get to hear all these fantastic stories from around the world, who's doing what. But when I sort of back away from individual stories and, and ask the Lord, what, what, are, what is it that, that I'm supposed to be seeing? These are the things I see, diversity, uh, kingdom investors, incubators and accelerators, and colleges and universities getting into the uh, education space specifically for businesses, mission leaders. So that's what I see in the past. What do I see coming up? Challenges, of course. There always will be challenges. But I see some themes that I think are really going to be special. One, and this is this has been taking a while to get here, but I, I, I see in the future the kind of unification of the business's mission focus with the marketplace ministry focus. In the very early days of BAM, marketplace ministry was very focused domestically. I mean, it was kind of American uh, or Canadian and maybe English to a certain degree, but it was very domestically focused. It did not have a, much of an international focus and certainly not an unreached people group focus. Uh, and BAM, on the other hand, grew out of strategies to reach the unreached, Central Asia, Southeast Asia, and other parts of the world. And and they kind of took different tracks. And sometimes I think we we kind of turned our noses up a little bit at each other, like we were some sort of strange fire. But the, but now, instead of being different, there, it seems to me that they're starting to, to blend. They're starting to come back together, partially, I think, because so much of the West, particularly North America West, has become a um, post-Christian society. And so the idea of unreached people groups only being in Africa or Asia or uh, South Asia, in India, whatever, it really, they're everywhere. And, and right here in, in our land, whatever land that happens to be for you. So I, I look forward to seeing these two diverse but God-honoring movements, not merging because they're, they're not organizations, but I, I look forward to seeing more cooperation and more partnership, more collaboration between those who would describe themselves as being in marketplace ministry and those who would describe themselves as being in businesses mission or business for transformation or whatever terms you want to use. So that's something I see coming in the future. Second thing I think we need to see is investors actually making investments and particularly in the less than large space. Uh, there's a, there are many investors stepping into the circle of businesses mission, but I've been told by a lot of practitioners, there's very little, or I should say less than desired investing taking place. And, and where it really seems to be not happening is in the world of smaller business. And, and I understand in the mindset of investing, you want to see a return, you want to see a, a reasonable level of, uh, or hope of success. I mean, that, that's good investing thinking. But I'm also finding that there's many, many, many in the startup space that are going to be successful if they can have their small business invested in. And I'm talking $20,000, $30,000, $50,000 investments as opposed to hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. I want that too. Don't get me wrong. But I've operated in that small to mid-sized enterprise space for so long and and still to this very day, some 30 years later, 
most of the, quote, investing is actually coming from donor-based, contribution-based funds and not from investor-based funds. And that's not entirely the case. There are organizations that are, that are going there, growing there, but I, I, we need more. And so I would, I would ask my investor friends to think about looking into the smaller business space as well as the larger business space. Another thought for this coming year, and I think this is critical to the global success of many of these companies we're talking about, is is market creation. One of the one of the most difficult things that folks in the business's mission space face is the where are they going to sell their products? There are examples like Imani Collective that done, done a marvelous job under the leadership of, of Jenny Nuccio and and bringing product to the world, not just not just selling it local and definitely not just selling into what I would call the sympathy market, where you buy something you don't really like or you buy something you don't really need, you buy something you really want and something that you do really need from wherever it came from in the world. It's very difficult for some of these smaller companies to find markets to sell their goods or their services. And so I think somebody with, with a gifting in this area, it wouldn't be me, but somebody, somebody with a gifting in this area to, to really give serious thought and, and, and get some people together and, and talk about how do we create market? How do we create opportunity for these goods and services to be brought to the global market and not just be sold in a, some local context where there's perhaps very little money, uh, certainly very little discretionary funds? How do we do that? And I, I just think you know my conversations with people around the world bring me to that over and over and over. How can we get their product or service to market? That's not my world. I don't know how to do it, but somebody listening perhaps does. And then the last thing, when I look forward into 24 and beyond, I was having a conversation with my friend Mats Tunag the other day, and we were talking about the fact that that business's mission was born uh, in, the, in the effort to reach the unreached. And to this day, there are still over 2,000 unreached people groups on our planet. And people who have never never heard, there's no self-sustaining church, self-funding, self-governing, self-replicating church in, in their area. And I, I look that I, I look at that and say, let's not lose that. You know, I, I, with all the wonderful things happening in the world of business's mission, and there are, it's easy to, to stop and focus on other things and miss the ultimate point that God's heart is for the nations and particularly the unreached people groups of this planet. And so I'm, I'm not putting down anything else that's out there, any other area of focus at all. I'm not being critical. I just want to make sure, and you'll hear me say this quite often on the podcast and, and in other settings, uh, don't forget the unreached. The Great Commission is to disciple the peoples, the people groups, the ethnoi. And so that's what the Master told us to do. And so I, time for a little heart check. Lord, am I focused and engaged on unreached people groups the way that you desire me to be. Not, not what Mike desires, but, but what do you desire? So keeping the, the UPGs, the unreached people groups, uh, in the center of our thinking, uh, and it's in the center of our praying, and in the center of our working, to me is absolutely critical for the future. So those are my reflections. A little rambling, just not meant to be a presentation, not meant to be a speech, just meant to be me 30-plus-year veteran of BAM, just thinking about the movement. So I hope it's helpful. hope it's encouraging. I hope it, it, it 
build something for you to think about and your own reflections in terms of where we've been and where you're going. And uh, so I say Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Uh, Let's make 2024 a phenomenal year of business's mission, God willing.